verse 15. Isaiah 32, verse 15. Another word of the Lord came again and said, I will do strange things in your midst, like I did on the mount of Parazin. I think God has spoken, he has spoken, he has confirmed his word many times, many ways this morning. I want us to read that verse 15 together. Isaiah 32 from verse 15. Want to go until the Spirit be poured upon us from I, the wilderness be a fruitful field, and a fruitful field shall be counted for a forest. Something happened in that passage, which is the same thing we read in Genesis. There was this divine visitation. The spirit was poured on I. And the Bible said, wilderness became fruitful field. That is, it became great. And the fruitful field was fruitful field be counted for what? A forest. You see, moving from where there was barrenness and it became fruitful and we saw the progress again. And so, as we go through this period of fasting and prayer, I hope that person is not sleeping. As we go through this period of fasting and prayer, One of the things the divine visitation is going to do in our lives that make you to keep checking is that I've, have I experienced what Isaac experienced? Have I become great? Wax great. In my prayer life, have I increased? In my study of the word of God, have I increased? Some of us, we wake up in the morning, carry our prayer booklet, use it as devotional. When prayer and fasting stop, will it stop? Will you stop doing that? When you stop doing that, you have not maximized your visitation. You know, one of the things that make this visitation very interesting is that when visitation of God comes, grace of God becomes available. We have testimony of people who are having ulcer and they still went ahead with the fasting and the ulcer disappeared. 
We have people who have been struggling. When they fast by 12, something else is happening to their body. And now, they are struggling to break. Because grace is available. There is grace that is available for our prayer life. Excuse me, build it up now. There is grace available to study the word of God. Build it up now. There is grace available for you to make progress in your business. Take advantage of it now. I want you to know that grace is available. Some people come here every day, four to five, they are praying in the spirit. Excuse me, when we finish praying and fasting, don't stop. Even if you have to wait behind at your place of work, four to five, continue. Create another time for it. Continue. Don't say we are finished praying and fasting. So let's, um, let's forget about that. No. God has made you to work great. The next step, move forward. Move forward from 30 minutes prayer to one hour prayer to two hours prayer to three hours prayer. Until you, are, until you start begging God that God, the 24 hours is not even enough. Make progress. Move forward. I know that by the time we finish, my life can never become the same. I'm telling you, my life can never become the same. Because I'm already making progress. I don't just want to work great. I want to make progress. And the Bible says, and he grew until he became very great. Until that very great is attached to my life. I have not achieved anything. In your business, in your career, move forward. You had what God said this morning. Obstacles are removed. Move forward. Let's see First Chronicles chapter 4 and see the story of your life there and we see the same thing happening again and again. First Chronicles chapter 4. Chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. I would like to read from verse 9 and stop at 10. 
First Chronicles chapter 4. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with, with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and thy hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it, might, it may not grieve me. And the Lord granted him that which he requested. The Lord has granted you that which you have requested. Jabez was a man that was born in sorrow. His case was like wilderness. Everything was hard and sorrowful. But when God stepped into his case, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I remember the story of a young boy in America. There was this collapse that took place in the school. The building collapsed and decided evacuating people. Fortunately, where the boy was, the thing sank down, went down. So as they were rescuing people, some of the people that were with the boy in just a small, something like a cave, he said they should not worry that his father will come for him. They evacuated everybody. They now called this boy, come out. He said, don't worry. My daddy will soon come. And lo and behold, after many hours, the father came. He said, I told you, my father will show up. He was so confident that he doesn't need the help of man. He said, my father we come. The Lord has stepped into your case. He has come. He has come. So Jabez, when Jesus stepped into his case, the Bible said the same man, by the time they are summarizing his life, they say it was more honorable. Your life will be more honorable. Jabez started from, Lord, this is my case from wilderness. He moved on and said, ah, God, bless me indeed now. God, just bless me. And God blessed him. And Jabez said, no, there is a moving forward. You have made me great. There is a moving forward. He said, oh, Lord, without enlarge my coast. God enlarged his coast again. And Jabez did not stop there. Jabez said, ah, thank you, Lord. You have enlarged my coast. I have not become very great. God said, okay, I will turn you to an honorable person. So even when they are calling Jabez, how should we call Jabez now? Honorable Jabez. 
And you know, in a land where we have um, reputable honorables, if you abuse them, you're abusing the government too. So, and when you address them without putting honorable, you are insulting the government of the land. So when God declared Jabez as honorable, when you despise Jabez, who are you despising? God. Your life will become honorable. Tears may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You will rejoice. And so these three things must be consistent in our prayers. Lord, make me great. Let my life move forward. And let me grow until I become very great. Can you lift your hand and quickly say that? And say, Lord, let me wax great. My spiritual life become great. My secular life become great. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, I plead with you. You have done it before you did it for Jabez. Let my life move forward. Enlarge my coast of influence. Enlarge my coast. And let me grow until I become very great. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'll just quickly say something about so how am I going to maximize it? Knowing that these are the things that I must use to measure it and say must happen in my life. The first thing I'm going to talk about is humility. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. The Bible said in James chapter 4 verse 6, God receives the proud and gives grace to who? To the humble. God exalts the humble. And one day I, I sat there and said, God, how do you do that? God said, look at it. Everybody watch. When God lifts you up like this, appreciate him, bless him, but come down again and say, God, I humble. God said, what are you still doing at this level? God lifts you up again. He said, God, I thank you for this lifting again. Lord, I humble. What will God do? You are going higher and higher. That's why the Bible says, God exalts the humble. But when you begin to boast, God resists the proud. If you are going to wax great, if you are going to move forward, humble yourself. If some people are still praying, they are still praying for just one hour, and you are praying for 10 hours, and you are now looking at some of us as if there is nothing. It's not by strength. 
The race is not for the swift. Neither the battle for the strong. But it's of God that show it mercy. Lord, I receive mercy in the name of Jesus. Humble yourself. Because of this thing that God is going to do, because God is going to prosper you, you are going to have a lot of breakthroughs. God is going to enlarge your coast. Remain humble. Number two. Obedience. Obedience. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, If you are willing, if you are obedient and you are willing, willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. If you are willing, there must be that willingness. Obey God's instruction. Don't despise God's instruction, please. Since we began this praying and fasting, we said God will begin to give you certain instructions. Certain instructions. Certain instructions. Please, don't despise them. When the people of Israel were in bondage and they were praying for deliverance in Judges chapter 13, God sent an angel to come and announce to um, the father of um, Samson, Manoah, and brought the solution to that problem. He brought a little boy. A little boy. Don't despise the instructions of God. The scripture says, don't despise the day of little beginning. Don't despise it. I remember the story of a, of a young man. He was a bank manager. And God said, resign. And he said, so if I resign, what will I be doing? God said, you'll be selling granites. And the man resigned. And started selling granites. By the end of the second year, the man has bought a jet to be supplying granites. He never had a jet as a bank manager. But he's selling granite to buy a jet. Don't despise little instructions. Don't despise them. Number three. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. That is discernment. One of the things that God will do for you in this period is that God is going to increase your discernment. 
Why? If you remember the story in um, Genesis chapter 18, Genesis. Verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plain of Merah. And he sat at the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself towards the ground and said, My Lord, if not if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. The summary of that passage was that the Lord appeared unto him. How did he appear unto him? Three men just came. One of the traditions of a Jew is that they don't bow for man. You know, that was what led to the problem between Mordecai and Ammon. He refused to bow. A Jew never bows. The only blessing they bow to is God. The only personality they bow to is God. So when he saw these three men, this man was sensitive. He discerned these are not ordinary men. He ran to meet them and he bowed down on the ground for them. And he said, my Lord, my Lord. He has never met them before. They didn't dress like a king. They didn't dress like a warrior. But he was sensitive. And he bowed to them. If there is something... I'm also praying for God, make me to be sensitive so that I will not miss your divine visitation. Lord, make me sensitive not to miss your divine visitation. You know, at times, God will want to increase your financial capacity and God will say, this little that you have, give. Do you remember that widow that has a son? He said, please, what do you have? He said, it's only this last bread. And I want to prepare it for me and my son and die. He said, go and prepare it and serve me first. Pray for sensitivity. So that we discern what God wants part time. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Pray for discernment and say, Lord, increase my discernment. Increase it. Increase it on a daily basis. Let me be able to discern. Let me be able to discern when to go out and when to come in. Let me be able to discern what to say and what not to say. Excuse me, there are words that a person will say and we put him in trouble. And there are words that a person will say and we promote him. Look at the story of that when um, Geazi was 
reporting what happened in the time of Elisha to the king. And he told the king of a woman that the son died and they woke the son up. The Bible says as he was saying it, the woman stepped in. Why should that woman come in at that time? It's discernment. It discerned that I need to go and visit the king now. Lord, let me be at the right place at the right time. Order my step to be at the right place at the right time. She stepped in. And Gehazi said, excuse me, this is the woman I'm talking about. Without that woman making any comments, the thing said, it was during famine, seven years of famine, and the king said, they should restore to that woman all that she's supposed to get for seven years on the spot. Somebody who never labored. No wonder God said, you will reap where you have not labored. Me, I will fulfill it in Jesus' name. Because nobody, some people did not join me to say amen. I don't need to sow before I reap. God has already ordained it. There are some cases that I will not sow and I will reap. Because God has ordained it. That is the scriptures. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 35. Genesis chapter 35. As Jacob was recounting his encounter of divine visitation. There's something that happened. Sorry, I opened to Exodus. Okay, Genesis chapter 35. After the encounter that he had, from verse 1, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there. And make there an altar unto God, that appear unto thee, when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. Verse 3, And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and make thee there an altar unto God, who answer me in the days of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. You see, Jacob was able to pin down his encounter. And the Bible said, God spoke to him, arise and go back to Bethel. Bethel is the place of Oven heaven. That is where the angel ascend and descend. Please, the Lord has brought us to different encounters and experiences in this praying and fasting. Please, 
go back to Bethel. Don't go away from Bethel. Just God said, go to Bethel and dwell there. Jacob, don't go anywhere further. Go to Bethel and dwell there. Dwell on those experiences because more will come. Is God present everywhere? I'm asking now. Is God present everywhere? If God is present everywhere, God doesn't need to tell him to go to Bethel. God could have told him and said, stay here and dwell here. But there is something significant about encounters. God said, go back. Go and dwell where you began to experience me. Go back. And if you are going to maximize this experience and this divine visitation, please dwell in Bethel. Dwell in Bethel. Don't take it for granted. Your prayer hour, don't, don't take it for granted. Dwell in Bethel. The second thing he gave as an instruction is that take away all strange gods. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Tap your neighbor for me. Just tap your neighbor. Say, are you listening? Are you listening? I didn't say smile at your neighbor. Some people are already smiling. And I didn't say frown at your neighbor. Because some people change their smile to frowning. Just tap your neighbor. I'm dwelling in Bethel. The instruction he gave, he said, take away strange gods. What are gods? Things that have taken our attention away from God. Things that have taken our devotion. Excuse me, your job can take you away from God. It's God that provided the job. It's God that provided the promotion, but that job can see has the potential to take you away if you are lying to become your God. Take away strength, oh God. May God help us in Jesus' name. Some gods, all gods will suffer after this praying and fasting in Jesus' name. All gods will suffer in the name of Jesus. Those television programs that have taken your attention away from God. And you have become a, how should I call, a devotee. If they are marking people who log in, your name cannot be found wanting. You know those programs I'm talking about? Answer now. And you know those football matches I'm talking about? If they said, how many people log in? Your name will be there. 
But when they can't, how many people log in in Bethel? And they are trying to search for your name and they can't find. Kai is bad. There was one man of God, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland said that, thank God that his wife learned how to sew dress. Because every now and then, his wife used to help him to tack the waist of his trouser because he was getting thinner and thinner. He said he suffered so much that he will be begging some of his minister friends, please invite me to come and preach so that you will pay me. You will give me something. So one day, he went to Kenetegi Ministry and took his car, his rickety car, and said, I don't have money, but give me cassettes. I want to go and listen to it. I want, they said, you don't have money, so what are you going to use to stand for it? So he said, you should come and look at his car. They examined the car. They said, just carry the cassette and the car, just go. Because if you leave this car here, you are leaving a body. He said when he got home, he looked at his television. He said, you this box, you have had enough of my life. With you, I have become nothing. He packed it and put it under the bed and started listening to messages. He said in less than a week, his life began to turn around. You see, many things, go and check your statistics. Go and check how much time you devoted on your phone, on your phone. I know you are saying you are doing, um, you are doing counseling. I agree with you. You are doing business. You are looking for something. I agree with you. I didn't disagree. Am I disagreeing with you? No. But you have made that in your God. Let's do a small confession in this church this morning. Some of you have your Bibles on your phone. How many of you that have your Bibles on your phone? While you wanted to check for Genesis chapter 32, maybe somebody called a scripture, you wanted to check, then you remember that you have not checked your WhatsApp to know the recent message that I entered, and you press your WhatsApp instead of open to the Bible. Let me see your hand up. You have done it in the church. Uh, line, let me see now. Okay, you have done it. Thank you. Because the God, we say, ah, you have not visited me, you are visiting Bible. So we quickly check and branch to say, to pay homage for the God of Anset. The Bible says, meditate on it day and night. But it's something else you are meditating on. It's your first thing in the morning, it's your last thing in the night. Take away strange gods. Take away distraction. 
You know, one funny thing about this grace that is available now is that if you want to sit down and watch television from morning to night, you will never be tired because grace is available. I'm telling you, you will not be tired though. It's only that you have wasted the grace. And that's what Paul was talking about. He said, don't let the grace of God be in vain over your life. The grace to pray is available, but to sit down and watch telly, be watching. That is, you will not be tired though, because grace is available. But you have wasted opportunities to move forward. And that's what Jacob was so He said, don't let us go to Bethel and dwell with our strange gods. Can you imagine somebody that has been serving God? He's still telling his people, remove strange gods. Remove strange gods. The second thing, the third thing he did there, was that he built an altar. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Isaiah 34, verse 16. He built an altar. Verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail None shall want his mate, for my mouth it has commanded, and his spirit it, and his spirit it has gathered them. What was God's instruction there? He said, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and do what? And read. You see, you have the authority to design your life. As you read, you apply. As you read, you shape on it. The Bible said that the whole world was formed by the word of God. The whole world was put in shape by the word of God. If it is the word of God that God used to put everything in shape, wake up in the morning and put your day in shape by the word of God. You had the news last night that the door has been shut. You wake up in the morning and say, door, open. By the word of the Lord. Shaping your life. Search it out. Build an altar around it. Build a devotion around, around the encounters you have with God. I'm praying that the Lord will help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let this visitation pass without definite sin happening to your life. That's the last admonition I'm going to give us. Don't allow it to go without definite sin happening in your life. Don't allow it to go I want you to make it a prayer. Can we pray to God? Lord, let definite things happen in my life in this course of divine visitation. In this season of divine visitation, I will get a job. 
Definite things will happen to my life. My life will move forward. My life will work great. Definite encounters will happen in my life. Go ahead and talk to God this morning and say, Lord, you came to, to, I, to in Genesis chapter 26, go ahead and talk to God and say, Lord, you came to Sarah as you have spoken. Let there be fulfillment of every word you have spoken. Let there be fulfillment of every word you have spoken. Let there be fulfillment of every word you have spoken about my life. For my children, for my church, let there be fulfillment in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. And if you are here in our midst this morning, you have not given your life to Christ. The first encounter of your divine visitation is the salvation of your soul. When you are not saved, you cannot experience all these benefits that comes out. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Christ, we want to give you an opportunity to turn your heart to him for a divine visitation. If you are in that category, just raise your hand. We would like to pray with you. You want to give your life to Christ. We would like to pray with you this morning and say, Lord, don't let me miss out of all these things you are talking about. Save my soul. Father, we thank you for what you have done in our midst this morning. Thank you for your visitation. Thank you for your word. Thank you for pronouncement. Thank you for that which you have done. Thank you for encounter this morning. Father, we give you the praise. Lord, we honor you. Thank you for these instructions you have made available to our lives. We ask that we cause our hearts to abide and follow on with it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, that which you have done in our midst today, let it grow, let it work strong, let it expand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let there be testimonies of that which you have accomplished in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.